There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. Oh, the jam. Red alert. The jam. This is Ricky Bell here. And then just take a listen to how he hits this note right here. Unbelievable. Probably couldn't hit that now. Probably couldn't hit that now. I'm going to guess Ricky Bell is... 51? Fifty-six, Tim. Wow. Yeah, I saw uh, Sammy Hagar was on with uh, Stern a couple weeks ago, and he performed a few songs live, and uh, he just acknowledged, can't get to certain notes. Gets to a point, is that around 60, I guess? can get to certain notes. So, like, uh, they tried to play a couple, like Dreams, for example. Van Halen Dreams, he was the front man for that one. That goes into a... A high spot. Well, he still looks good. He's like 74. He's though. 76, and I Is couldn't it? agree with you more. Still, he's still hanging out in Cabo, and oh, yeah, he still looks good. Still got his hair. He, their the, their final tour stop for that tour that he's doing is in yeah, St. Louis, of course. We'll report. Or, I'm but, sorry. I bet he's been in this building a billion times. Got that like? guitar hanging up. Oh yeah, I mean he's synonymous with St. Louis. But anyway, Iggy, this all ties in with you and your 23 and Me thing. So. This has popped up in my TikTok feed. Maybe it's 10 years old, or maybe it's 24 hours old. You're 24 hours old. Sammy Hagar found out that it, he has zero uh, connection to the Hagar family. He is not a Hagar. It turns out his real name is Sammy Belcher. He didn't know that. He did not know it. He did. He did one of those TV shows where they reviewed the DNA, and so yeah, yeah made my name's. Strode Sappenstein or Kenny Sappenstein. It's it's possible. Yeah. yeah. I think this is just going to be cool, what comes out of this 23andMe. I think it's just going to be interesting information. I don't think anything wrong or bad is going to come from I'm it. I'm not hoping for anything wrong or bad. No, I don't I think, think it's 99.9% going to be harmless, but I think there's that just that. There's there's something live? Yeah. There's what, always something live, what, right? What can, you can't do be, 100% confident of anything. Bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, you've committed no major crimes. Well, even if they did, so what? You think they still have the DNA from something I did 30 years ago that can match it up? 
my guess is the the federal government probably gets hits on DNAs like this. You would think. I don't think so. I'd hey, be Ken shocked Strode, if it was. Uh, Twenty three and me. Here's all of his info, FBI. <laughs> Look, he didn't do anything. Then nothing worked. No, I didn't do anything. All right, then I think this is going to be great. I'm excited to find out your like full origins. I could think be it's a, really cool. Could be a mismatch, and DNA gets messed up, and they find out something matched something in Aruba when I was down there. God, that'd be so funny if hey, you were like that you, a you, prince. Who's that girl? <laughs> Holloway. Natalie Holloway. Yeah, your DNA matches something that was on a rock by where Holloway went missing. Oh man, that story. I think the Van Snoot brothers are... <laughs> Van Snoots! You're close. It's Van, Van something. Vandersloot. Vandersloot. Yeah, he's already admitted he did it. Cat uh, was always fascinated with that name, wasn't he? He was. He would bring up the... No, he brought up the Calpo brothers, I think. Calpo brothers, yeah. The Calpos. I like the Stookies from the uh, from White Men Can't Jump. Rosie Perez's uh, pronunciation. Yeah. Or the Stookie brothers. <laughs> Man, Rosie killed it. And she got naked in the shower, too. Nice boobs. Clip that off. Uh, have... Do we have a tease that I'm following up on delivering on the, the Lee and Tweedon audio? It's the whole interview. It's okay. 14 minutes long. So, I don't know. Gee, I guess Maybe was... we could just play that on Balloon Party. We yeah, play I guess it was 2011. I haven't looked to see when she was in Playboy, but she said, Congrat- uh, congratulations, you guys. That was the best game six I've ever seen in my life. So, I guess you're talking about the freeze home run. Iggy, if you want to send it to me, I will cut it up and uh, have it ready to go for Friday. If you want. Well, Jackson, you want to afford it? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> no, I can do that. I don't have KG's number, so I don't know. I can't. Two seconds. I can do it. I texted it to Jackson, so. Yeah, gotcha. I got it. You can give your thoughts by emailing three the program. The more inside, it's got to be three different, three different directions to get that. Oh Chain of custody, God, like an office space interview with the Bobs. Thank you, Swope. Three one four eight eight one TMA five. Jeff Lotman, uh, Compass Realty, sponsor of the text inbox, and then Design Air sponsor of the email today, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. Susie Cream Cheese says, "Please God, no! Please God, no!" I don't know what that's in reference to, but that's Susie Cream Cheese. Uh, they 100% save evidence, you boob. It's obvious you're concerned about something coming out. That's from Table Rock Lake Monster. That's exactly what I'm... <laughs> yeah, I committed a murder I didn't know I committed. Jackson, can you do my job and forward that text? That's from it Flip Wilson. Took two seconds, so... Not um, how about this from Hunchback of Vaughn Castle? True story, my wife's cousin's wife took a 23andMe test and found out her dad was not her dad... Her dad was really her mom's boss. Oh. Ooh, cats Whoa. and dogs. Ooh. Cats and dogs. Damn, that's crazy. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be a t- God, I wonder that, at what age. That would really rock your world, no matter what the oh, age. Oh, yeah, I mean, so many different levels of... That would rock your yeah, world. Yeah, and I mean, are the parents, you know, still around? What about the boss? Yeah. Is he still around? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, I guess you know when you when you do play out the hand, there is some downside in this venture. I, I, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're confident that you're... I mean, probably one out of I don't even know any number I throw out is completely out of my ass, but I don't know. Some some number it can be something like that, but I mean, how often does something that is pretty egregious? But yeah. where it's like a downside surprise, how sure. often does that happen? If you're confident in your origin story, like if you're confident in what everyone has told you up to that point 
then I would think that there's very little downside. But if that's a little bit fuzzy, but I bet this person who did that, who just was mentioned by the texter, probably was very confident in their origin story. So yeah, that will rock your world, no doubt. Well, we don't have to reveal anything on air. <laughs> yeah, what is the? How does the reveal work? You got a thousand dollars from the lister. So what is the? What are the terms? I feel like a full breakdown would be in order for the thousand dollar price tag. Semi full. I, mean, I don't know how it works. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Still working at the Kings. No, all I know is when my sister did it for a Christmas present, we just got it. No, 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 no. Just... I'm talking about like how you're going to reveal. What were the terms for how you're going to reveal? Are you doing it on the air? Are you doing it? Well, I guess if the listeners all right. chipped in for it, I mean, I guess they get to hear it. It's not just for me. Yeah, we do it when Ed Herman comes in here because he was the one that originally proposed yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's what it's got to be. Yeah, and maybe you know. And Andy Crouppen was super invested in it too. Yeah, he's he was. Uh, I guess he might have been DMing. Uh, yeah, he's going after Triple E Pillow's wife, but he was also DMing with Donum, or he was in the Venmo thing. Hell see yeah. that? Uh, I find this interesting, and I hadn't seen this, and I saw it over the Christmas break. Just posted it in the fan page in the QFTA thread for the day. Um, so if you want to take a look at it, it's the TMA fan page on Facebook. Uh, the projected over/under win totals for every SEC team in 2024. Has anybody seen those? I'm not. Okay, so I've kind of been curious. I mean, granted, there's still more movement to take place. Michigan is going to have some players now available to move around. Yeah. Um, so, you guys haven't seen it? Closing my laptop in case I'm anybody's not. peeking. This isn't from the Athletic, is it? This is from Athlon. Okay. Okay. Because I saw the Athletics. Like, what do you think Missouri's is? Over/under win total nine and a half. Man, I, I think that's the number. I think I think they get to ten. I think there might be a hiccup game. I think nine and a half, and probably right on it. Yeah, after last year, um, I don't know if they'll take into consideration losing their defensive coordinator, some of the people coming in. I will say nine and a half. Yeah, okay. I think I think that's KG Noton. I think they're going to get a little disrespected. I'm going to go lower, say eight and a half. All right. Inside of these studios, the answer was correct. Nine and a half yeah. is the number. I feel like uh, it just faced big number, boys. Yeah, that's, that's I said nine and a half. Number. I did. Who else? Jackson was the one that started. I couldn't. I couldn't say ten and a half because I mean three. you're talking a top five team yeah. at that point. And that's census. How about this? Alabama's over under nine. Wow. Fight See, Tiger. I, oh. I would. I hate that oh. because like you know that. Every team going to go into Tuscaloosa and think, right. now is our time. I just don't know if that's going to be it. Two teams, only two teams, have double-digit uh, win totals of, uh, well, double digits. Allow myself to introduce myself. Who are those two teams? I, it's, uh, to me, it's obvious. Is it Texas and Georgia? That's or? correct. Nicely done. Yeah. I don't know if people would have gotten there because I think I the Texas default would be of. Alabama, but yeah, if, if, if you can think that Texas is in there. Both have their quarterbacks coming back, right? Yeah. yeah. Texas just had, I mean, they got Isaiah Bond, too, from Alabama, and their team is just absolutely loaded. Yeah. Yep. Um, unless I'm missing something, and I'm just doing this, they're not in order. Um, Missouri has the third highest over under win total. Jeez, what's Oklahoma at? Oklahoma's at eight. Ole Miss is at nine. That surprises me. Have you seen I, Oklahoma's schedule? God, that's a gauntlet. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia having a, an over-under of 11 with the schedule they have. I can't imagine anybody has a tougher schedule than Georgia. Well, Carson Beck will win the Heisman. I, you would think that he is going to be the front-runner. I just think I, think I think the flaw 
and, and this is, and I'm the one who's bringing it up and talking about it, so it's my flaw, is that what people do when they're thinking of college football win total overs unders, there is the long-term historical bias over a program's successes and failures. And then there is the short-term recollection of what the team was the previous year and as if that is going to project to the next year. So how many people, for real, what a Missouri, 11-2, and two, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of numbers? And, 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 you know, you were high on them, you were high on them, I was high on them, but I was high on them to cover six and a half. Right. I wasn't high on them to win 11 games. Like, holy crap, if you would have given me, you know, I don't even know. Like, if I have to bet the amount of money that matters to me, what kind of odds I would have had to get in order to to, to say Missouri's, you know, going to win 11 games. Holy crap, you know, because, I mean, right off the bat, you're going, okay, I mean, they got to go to Georgia. That's probably going to be tough. Uh, so that means they got to <laughs> they gotta, can't lose another one. We knew they had LSU. So with that all said, um, I think that these – what I continue to say now, make it crystal clear, I love, I love, and this includes the Missouri fan base now, that expectations are higher. And we're not just going, okay, seven wins, go to a bowl, it's a good year around here. I like that. I just think what it's going to create, and maybe I'm off the mark, I want to be this, make, make this clear, is that therefore – because now that means you have to win at Tuscaloosa – at AM, uh, two of three. At Tuscaloosa, at AM, and at home against Norm, uh, Oklahoma. Um, yeah. Um, much less, you know, take your pick of whomever might be decent that yeah. you're not thinking of right now. Can't lose to any of those either. And it just creates big time expectations. And then I think that can lead to um, if, if, if you have a nine and three season. What the hell? You know, you see and, what I'm saying? And you can't this year with the expectations, you can't go into game going, okay, if we just win this game. Now you got to have style points. Now you got to have some. I would sort say of that's a bigger a issue. Game. That's true. And I'd say it's a bigger issue for Missouri because their non conference schedule is so bad. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, beat the hell out you of can't, re- yeah, you have to dominate something because. Well, if you're going to win, if you're going to lose two games. They, you have to do that. But they for, started so slow last year. You can, I don't know if you can do that again this year. For the record, teams they're playing projected win totals, or they're over-unders. Uh, they play Arkansas. Well, they play Alabama, as we referenced. Theirs is nine. Arkansas, five. Auburn, seven. They don't play Florida. They don't play Georgia. They do play Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Seven for Kentucky. Don't play LSU. Do play Oklahoma. Eight. Don't play Ole Miss. Theirs is nine. They do play Mississippi State. Five. There's Missouri at nine and a half again. They do play South Carolina, five and a half. They don't play Tennessee, eight and a half. They don't play Texas, ten. They do play AM, seven, and they do play Vanderbilt, three and a half. So based on where the projections are, you would go, well, crap. What game would you say they can't win? And it used to be, well, you can't win at Alabama, but I think the perspective of that at the moment has changed. Now, whether or not that's real, right. you know, I, think Kalen DeBoer, eight, eight. I, th- I think Kalen DeBoer is maybe being undersold a bit because who can possibly be oversold when you're replacing who you're replacing. But I think the bigger issue there are the players that have been leaving. Kalen DeBoer has a bit of what Dennis Gates had with Cleveland State, except he's got it coming from Washington. Gates had it coming from Cleveland State. A lot of guys are coming from Seattle to Tuscaloosa. Right, which to me is, well, you're going to Alabama, so it's certainly a change of scenery. But that's that's a big testament to the coach. To an extent that... Oh, know. I agree with that. I don't think it's to an extent. I think yeah. it is. And what will happen with Michigan's players? 
yeah. with uh, with Harbaugh now, yeah, out, think, and that opens up 30 days for them to move around. I think the Michigan thing, they're going to keep it in-house. I think Moore will probably get it. I, I guess it's a state interim, law. His interim from... Yeah, I guess the state law is that job has to be open for seven days, I think I read, so it's like they can't hire him immediately, but... I wouldn't take a stab at Brian Kelly at all, man. I would keep it in house to try to save some of your players. Are people saying that they're going to take a stab at Brian Kelly? I nobody of note. Okay. I know that kind of the the rumor mill then going around that that's the obvious choice. That would surprise me. That would that would, I, that would surprise I, me because they got. I mean, that that's a job that's probably coming with a lot of sanctions and penalties oh, in the coming yeah. years. Especially with Harbaugh out now, I feel like it's full bore on Michigan. They're just going to throw the hammer I mean, on yeah, the penalty is probably a little bit less since Harbaugh is no longer there, but they're still going to have to deal with some stuff. And if you're Brian Kelly at LSU, I don't know if I'm looking to jump ship. Yeah, I'm chilling at LSU. You think he would drop the Southern accent if he went to Ann Harbor? What, what accent does it? Does Michigan have one? Probably a little Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, I get that Wisconsin. A little nasally. Little Canada twang. I don't know. Yeah. 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 He'd adopt it, though. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. Jeff Lapman, text inbox. And, of course, the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, Jackson, why don't you tell the people about one of the finest people I know, and his name's Mark Hanna. He really is one of the finest people. He really is. I really love having conversations with Mark Hanna. Every time I, I get on the phone with him, I feel good because I know I'm talking to a guy who has my best interest at heart. That's because he's my financial advisor. He's worked with Doug before, Prod Joe before, he's helped out Iggy before, and so many of our listeners, they all say the same thing. When you work with someone like Mark Hanna, you understand the difference between him and other financial advisors. He's got the same amount of financial wisdom as a lot of the other guys. You know, that's pretty similar. But the way he conveys his message to his clients is what sets him apart. And to me, that is worth a lot when you're talking about something as important as your financial future so if you don't have anybody get this new year started off right and get on the phone with mark Hanna. you're gonna be really happy you did that's why i love working with him and that's why you love working with him uh mark Hanna's uh site evergreenstl.com and you are welcome to give him a call uh and talk it over with him but uh, evergreenstl.com's got everything you need and uh, once you talk with him you will be thrilled that you have because he really is a good guy and uh, looks at things from a different perspective, I think, than uh, what people most likely would think a financial advisor is thinking through. And, uh, and he's been with this program now for seven years, and a lot of people have started working with him. You should do so as well, evergreenstl.com. Doug Vaughn is vacationing in the Hamptons. That's why Jackson is in the studio. Uh, and he is uh, here, though, via the magic of uh, the HD2 studios to tell you, our audience, about our presenting sponsor. If you have a potential personal injury lawsuit, Brown & Crouppen is a local law firm standing by ready to serve you. They're founded in 1979, 44 years old now, and they've grown into one of the largest personal injury firms in the entire Midwest. They are a local law firm. They know their way around the courts in this town. They know the other lawyers. They know the judges. They know how things work in St. Louis. And that's important because you see a lot of law firms come in and advertise, and they're nationally based. You want someone who is local and knows all the ins and outs of our town. Brown and Crouppen, very much a part of our community. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, here's what you do. You call. I'll give the phone number now. 314-222-2222. Or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. And why would you go to Brown and Crouppen? Oh, I don't know. They'll give you a free evaluation for your case. Doesn't cost anything to talk it over with them. They'll work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost at all. If you don't get paid, 
they don't get paid, and they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. It's Brown and Crouppen, the number again, 314-222-2222. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. Uh, we have some breaking news uh, that uh, is incredibly sad. Jesse Jane uh, has died alongside her boyfriend, who also passed away uh, per TMZ. Law enforcement sources tell us the famed adult actress was found dead at a home Wednesday in Moore, Oklahoma, where we're told police responded to the residents at a welfare check. And when they got there, sources say officers discovered both Jesse and her boyfriend deceased. We're told the welfare check request was actually placed by Brett's employer, who hadn't heard from him in a few days. At the moment, we're told this appears to have been a drug overdose of some sort. Unclear how long uh, Jesse and her boyfriend may have been dead at the home, and an exact cause of death isn't known at this point either. An investigation's underway, and the medical examiner will make a final determination. She, uh was a friend of the show. She was on the show. She announced her retirement on the show. I heard that segment on The Skeleton yeah, recently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and she came in for our, uh, I don't recall which anniversary it was, but it was a Pepper Lounge, and it was the night that producer Joe and Charlie Marlowe had their uh, IQ showdown. Um, so she has passed away at 43 years old. Very sad. I believe uh, Biff... Uh, she call, Biff like called in to talk to her about he spent thousands of dollars with her when she danced at the Hustler Club and bought her butt like implant mold. mold. Oh, is that right? I, I think that was that Jesse part. James mold. Yeah, and then he carried around the casino floor. You remember that again? The yeah, he unbelievable. He bought her butt, <clears throat> and uh, his friend uh, was it gentle, gentle, gentle. Was a big Jesse Jane fan. He went over to the booth and she wouldn't leave. She was there for like three hours. I knew her from Entourage. She had a, a nice role in Entourage. Yeah, in yeah that, she did. In an episode. In Forty-three episode. though, man. That oh, that's brutal. That's a tough business. So sad. Post. Well, I think people say that, and I understand it, and I'm sure this will be an unpopular opinion, but you know, I'm not uh, Jackson. I'm not in the popularity business. <laughs> no, I know that. Uh, it's like, oh, you get into porn then you have a drug problem. But what I would tell you is, you know, the people I've gotten to know in that industry, they're, I mean, and, but, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I know I'm, say, I'm speaking to like maybe like 0.1% who will see where I'm coming from because otherwise it's, and I'm not saying people are flawed for thinking this way. I think there's just such a, a connotation with either sex workers or the American view of sexuality that they are demonized and then they're, they're, they're naturally flawed to have a weakness to hardcore drugs. And what I would tell you is if you think Caden Cross, and I know the audience doesn't know her as well as they've gotten to know Lisa Ann, are like dumb and drug addicts and just like, you know, the, the, I mean, I guess be my guest. Suppose I wouldn't mind seeing an IQ showdown um, with uh, some people and, and, and them. Uh, is that once you leave the industry, and obviously rarely do you see people such as Lisa Ann, for example, and even now I guess Caden's probably close to 40, well, obviously they're not necessarily performing all that often after a certain point, but you're still in your 30s, maybe, or 20s when you leave the business, and at that point now you are wearing a scarlet letter going forward in, in society, and so you are now exiled. Yeah. 
passive-aggressively or aggressively. And then that can oftentimes be when you find yourself despondent. Now, from partying, you may enjoy drugs, like plenty of other industries, that don't carry the same scarlet letter. So I don't necessarily think if you're a porn star, then you are automatically some kind of dumbass. Right, right. And then just uh, an awful person. But because, again, I think one of the subconsciouses of American culture in certain portions, I mean, it's certainly not everywhere, is that, oh, well, see, there you go. I'm like, well, there's there's causes and there's an effects, and I think it's a lot easier to just say, oh, see, sex workers, dumb, worthless, you know, totally. get what they deserve. Totally, yeah. Oh, yeah. you agree with me on that? Yeah, because, like, you can look at this and be like, well, you know, porn stars, is a drug problem, you know, you get into dr- porn, you're going to do drugs, when it's... It's not about drugs and porn as an issue. It's drugs in America. Drug overdose in America is an issue. It's not just localized to porn. There's plenty of industries, uh, both in the public and private eye, that have people dying from drugs overdose all the time. It's not just a problem in porn or entertainment. It's a problem in America. And so, yeah, to look at it that way, I think, is very close-minded and naive to think that just because... I don't like... I, I understand what you're saying. Close-minded. I know you're not saying... But I mean, because then, then then, what you're doing... And I know you're not doing this, and I feel bad because I know it makes it look like I'm coming after you. I'm not. But I, it's just that... that Because what you're doing then, and I think this is kind of a way that you have discourse issues in particular, and certainly people can profit off of discourse issues, but then you're painting one person as good and one person as bad because closed-minded does not have a positive connotation. What I would say is it's just that's why I keep using the term subconsciously. I don't think people are going out of their way to to chastise somebody for that. I think it's just more, oh, well, there's another porn star who died of a drug overdose, as if that that, that industry-like... Then you just are automatic. Well, they don't. They, you know, I mean, it can happen in your twenties. It also can happen in the music industry or in Hollywood. Take your pick. But I'm saying that the connotation is attached to sex work, as if that they are more susceptible and then therefore some kind of worthless human beings because they indulge in narcotics when plenty of people do and plenty of people manage it um, more responsibly. Um, whatever industry that they're in, and I think there's a connotation with drugs that also. Uh, can be uh, overstated and or inaccurate depending on what the drugs are. And so that's the thing that I'm trying to hammer at here is that um, just because somebody is a sex worker doesn't make them worthless, which might sound mind-blowing, or that they are less than somebody. And also one of the reasons why you see these in particular more often than men, women, die at a young age from some kind of issue, whether it be suicide or a drug overdose, as is the case with uh, this news regarding Jesse Jane, is because they are cast off from society because of the profession. And that strikes me as absurd. Yeah. But I also know it's it's the case. So that's, that's my observation. Do with it what yeah. you want. I mean, I know I can say more of this here and on the podcast There's than a, if I were to say this on Balloon Party. That's Jesse and Gentle from the AVNs we were at. Um, if you didn't know her, and I, I'm not saying I know her well, but I've interviewed her four or five times and I've been around her. She's a very smart woman. I mean, she wasn't caught up in the living in Las Vegas and partying. I mean, she lived in Oklahoma. She lived on a lake and had a boat. And when she wasn't working, she was out fishing. Um, so it's not like that she was constantly in the drugs and living in Los Angeles and partying every night and was into that scene. And she loved doing porn. She was, she wasn't one of those people that, uh, got him in porn I'm just an outcast and I'm just a piece of crap and she never felt like that I mean she enjoyed what she did 
So I don't know the circumstances of what happened, but I know she, she had had a drinking problem at one point because I think there was some time when she was in Vegas and she was, like, falling over on the streets, and um, that went on for a while, but I never knew her to have a huge drug problem, and she was pissed off because she was in an industry that, you know, threw her aside and nobody cared about her. So I don't know the whole particulars of it, but she didn't come across as somebody who was depressed about being in the industry and just got into drugs to get away from it all. She, Maddie, had, a, she had a very normal life outside of porn. Yeah. I, I what did you say, Plough? Did you say said Maddie Dreads said, watch out for the handler. That's what he runs into because he does a lot of the new one, like, you know, the up-and-comers, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He dealt with some. He, the suitcase pimps. Yeah, and you just got to watch out for the handler because the handlers know the more drugs you provide, the more the female is basically, you know, your little puppet. You know, they'll do these for money so they can get drugs, and so they do more scenes. Obviously, the agent pockets more as well. So the more active you are in the industry, obviously, the more money the agent gets, the more publicity as well. So they try to, you know, try to feed you with as many drugs. So that Maddie Dreads always has a problem with the drugs on set and all that sorts of thing. Yeah. And it typically from the newer starlets as opposed to some of the more veteran, you know, gout that, you know, or made a name for themselves. Tim, I think the same can be said for those who work in the restaurant industry, people who work in either the adult industry or restaurant industry or labeled drug addicts or alcoholics and look down on society. I can't, I don't know on that. I mean, I think, I think anybody listening to this would agree that people in the adult industry are looked down on perhaps the most. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there'd be others that somebody would present. I'd go, yeah, I was wrong. I missed that one. But perhaps that's the case in the restaurant industry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was in the restaurant industry my entire life till I got into radio. Saw a lot of drugs in the restaurant industry. I, I don't want to say any, I haven't. There were so many drug problems. and Yeah. I, they I, did drugs because they're a waiter. Well, kind of like what I was talking about with Tim. I like using the word closed-minded and stuff like that. I didn't mean as a pejorative necessarily. It's like people just not looking at the bigger picture in the in the terms of like the rest of the country, rest of the world. Right. It's like it's not just hyper-localized to one industry. You know, we have a major drug problem in this country. So to like say it like that is, I would say, convenient narrative. Again, not trying to use. I agree with that. That I agree with it. It's a convenient narrative. Oh, they weren't that important anyway, right. and they made the choice to do this, and that's what you deserve. It's like really. Yeah. Right. It's, I don't it's, understand. It's like the you have no respect for or not respect, but like you have some empathy for humanity. Like it's 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 you have to look at things in different from different perspectives than just your perspective as whatever you are in St. Louis or otherwise. Uh, let's see. Um, so, uh, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. And then nope. It's a tough, <laughs> tough listener uh, uh, topic here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your profession doesn't necessarily mean drug. Ha I mean, if you're going to get into drugs, you're going to get into drugs whether you're at the restaurant industry, whether you're in porn. I think that just that's just all about your personality. And yeah, your access may be a little bit easier in whatever the porn industry or restaurant. But I, I don't think you can look at one profession and go, man. There's some drug addicts there. Uh, alcoholism is definitely prevalent amongst chefs. My cousin's a chef, and man, the stories. I uh, I don't know, but uh, that is from Texter Sex. Did Sex win Ricky of the Year? Yes, Sex. Remember, I got that picture where it just said Sex on the TV screen. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Another ingredient of the systematic stew of porn isolation is that they're selling beauty. And at some point in your life, that concept changes and adjusts over their lifetimes. That can take a toll on someone who has had an identity defined by their beauty. I could not agree more with that. Um, I think you see that in the modeling world, which, of course, two different industries, but then still defined by external features that inevitably will decline. So, um, yeah, there's there's that. The, the shelf life for both is relatively young. But unlike, say, an athlete whose shelf life is also young, um, the athlete is welcomed mm-hmm. and encouraged to then participate in non-on-field, on-ice, on-court events, whereas the adult star is, you know, on an island, or in the case of Janine Lindemulder, somewhere in the woods in, in Oregon, you know, and it's a different deal. Uh, uh, let's see. It'll be... It be interesting? It be interesting? It be interesting to see actual data on drug-related deaths in sex industry versus general public. Unless you have facts, it's all speculation. Well, you can say that about anything. I don't really know what that was. But nonetheless, uh, thank you for texting in. 314-881-TMA5 is how you can text in. Jeff Lottman, text inbox. And you're welcome to call in 636-9004-TMA. We have the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Uh, then Jackson and I will head down the hallway for Balloon Party, which is driven by Munganast, Burkhard, Alton Toyota, Munganast, St. Louis, Acura. And then uh, I got a meeting at 11 o'clock, and then, oh, I think about 11.30, we will have uh, QFTA. And you can send in your questions, comments, rock stories, thoughts on this conversation with the passing of Jesse Jane. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Anything and everything is welcome. Win tickets to the St. Louis Golf Expo on the TMA app and TMASTL.com. Enter keyword golf on the TMA app. The St. Louis Golf Expo is the can't-miss event of the year, giving golfers their first chance to see and swing the clubs, which will be the talk of the golf world in 2024. Take advantage of the lowest prices of the year on name-brand clubs and equipment from the industry's leading manufacturer. It is the St. Louis Golf Expo. And you can get your passes by entering keyword golf on the TMA STL app. If you haven't downloaded that app, uh, please do so. All of the shows are there for you and uh, you can engage in the STL Golf Expo giveaway. Enter keyword golf on the TMA STL app. Uh, Plowhawk, I saw you had a new pup in. Man. Clark, yeah, and it was a huge hit. I didn't, if you didn't see the employee just rush out of here, and there was like a gaggle of people. Yeah, right. People love Clark. Well, people love little puppies, you In know, general. little puppy kisses and breath, and he is available. And of course, what's great about Clark is he is named after uh, Clark from um, Christmas Vacation. So all of his litter Clark is kind of themed based upon the Griswolds and that, and we all love that movie. Fantastic. What's even better is it come from the owner of Chow Chow, who you know. Is allows us to do this pup of the week. That is on the hill right off of Marconi. Jess brought in Clark from All Paws Safe Haven Rescue. It's a rescue that she does everything for. It's a complete nonprofit. Takes whatever she makes in the business, goes toward the puppies. If you go to Chow Chow, you walk in, you see this huge mural, mural excuse me, of dogs that have already been adopted from her agency. So go check out Clark on her socials. I know Tim pushed it on Instagram. I know Jesse put it on the fan page. I put it on my personal page. 
Um, it should be on the Twitter tweets as well. So go visit, you know, just go check out Clark, the video, the pictures. You're going to fall in love. I actually think he might be adopted by some Hubbard employee here after yesterday's little powwow. Oh, is that right? Clark just, was a superstar. It felt like maybe Brooke was in there, and then he had Carly oh, kind of right? giving that look. It just appeared that way, that they were in line for a pup. Wow. So go check out Clark on our socials. Plowsing Pup of the Week, brought to you by Chow Chow. Best pet store in the area. Love that. Love it. Absolutely love it. Was a very cute puppy. I think KG and O-Town fell in love as well. I think nowadays we should reclassify drug, quote, overdose to, quote, poisoning like we do mm. with alcohol. Overdose has a connotation that are, they had a rager when, in fact, it could have been a bad batch. Boy, isn't that the truth of yeah. fentanyl? Yeah. That's from Alex at the bank. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, guys, what I get Lisa Ann's take on the story. That's from the 314. I mean, we can't. I don't know what the relationship. I know Caden was close with her, at least at a time. I also think uh, the AVNs are this. Are the AVNs this week? You would know. They are. Uh, started today. Oh, okay. Um, and then Lisa, and then even just to hit somebody up. Yeah. I did that one time. God, I can't remember what it was. And I'm like, how did I not have the presence of mind to go? The person's in mourning, and I just texted him to come on the show. Like seriously, f off to myself. Yeah. Like that's just not. You know, I mean, who cares? By, and by who cares? I mean, who cares about getting them on the show? There's a much bigger... Oh, I remember what it was, and it's local, too. Uh, Strauss, when Burwell passed away. We were interviewing Joe Namath. I mean, yeah. what are the chances? You were, you were on by the board? The I was on the board, yeah. Okay. 920, if I'm not mistaken. It was 920. And now I, 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 those who were in the know, and I guess it wasn't... Brian kept that really, really... Um, you know, understandably so. Close, but he also... Um, and I don't know if it was real optimism or he just didn't want it out. I think yeah, this isn't. There was a situation with him in the post. I think um, so. Maybe that that factored into it. But uh, so plenty of people didn't know how bad the situation was. So it blindsided him. But um, you know, Joe Strauss knew that it was bad. I remember talking with Claiborne quite a bit. We knew that it was coming soon, but then at the same time, plenty of people didn't know, and so when we made that announcement, I think it might have been the same day Rudy passed. Was, I mean, I, I think all this... You remember back, this? As a back young to listen, going back to listening, I remember, like, the first segment was about, like, Rudy passing, and then, like, in the break between the two segments, yeah, we found out... Yeah, but I got the text that he passed while we're interviewing Joe Namath. I mean, what are the chances? And then I went, I stepped outside the studio, and I texted Strauss, and he said, yeah, at some point, just not now, and I'm just like... What was I doing? You know, like that's not, that's not, you know, I don't know. It's just well, Strauss gross. would understand. I mean, this I know is he understands. Sometimes. Yeah, I know he understands, but still, I'm just like, I just look at it and I'm just like really grossed out by that. Uh, so, anyway, I don't know. Lisa Ann may have been close with her. She might not have been. She's clearly got some friends in the industry. Um, and then she's clearly got some people she's not friends with. So, I don't know what the situation is either well, way. She was so. a huge Prop 60. I know we do the Prop 60 one quite a bit here on the show in terms of replaying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe Lisa Ann was a big part of that, Iggy. I don't know. You, you I think it was Julia Ann. I think Julia that was the one. Yeah. Julia I think Lisa Ann had a. A relationship there and was adamant about that. Uh, one Lisa as well. Ann and Julianne, not close. That's the one I know. That okay. They were not there. close. Yeah. Jaden okay. James and Lisa Ann, I know, not close. Jaden Cole and Lisa Ann, close. Abigail Mack, one of my favorites, and Lisa Ann, close. But I don't know what the situation is with. Uh, She's very close to Joanna Angel, too, who I love on Twitter. Yeah, uh, with her and Jesse Jane. I have no idea. I mean, Jesse Jane had kind of been uh, out of the 
spotlight. I was surprised that she was even here dancing when she did with Biff because she wasn't really... I mean, hell, she then she retired on our show. Um, but she hadn't... So the, the thing that she did with us was 2009, and that was a Pepper Lounge. And she had... A uh, guy who might have played basketball, actually, was her boyfriend, not an NBA. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a super cool and friendly and bouncy and happy, you know. Um, so, uh, very sad news. Yeah. Jesse Jane passing away was, at the age of 43. Was Lisa Ann close with August Ames? Lisa Ann, there was a podcast, Plowhawk, like a five-part po- podcast on the death of August Ames. It's, it's, yeah, that story's terrible. And she's interviewed in it, and she gets... Um, going on, I can't remember what the top, I mean, the, essentially the, the, the core of that podcast was did August Ames, I don't know if it was her husband or long-term boyfriend play a role in her death or was it really a suicide? Um, not to say that he did it because of the way that it went down, but um, that's that's what that, and Lisa Ann was adamant and I can't recall what that was about. It was really good, it was really well done. I mean, it was like an investigative piece. It wasn't like a you know, here's the things August Ames is into. That's not right. what it was. It was, um, you know, I think I th- with August Ames, and I think this is what got Lisa Ann going, if I remember whether it was she's talking with us about it or on that podcast, was social media bullying. And then she, you know, like, a, and one of them was by a performer. Yeah. That was, yeah. That, but it wasn't Lisa Ann or Jessica Ames. Drake, I believe, because mm-hmm. I interviewed her at the AVNs about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think Jeez. she got wow, exiled. Wow, look at you. You went that. 60 minutes. Well, I didn't, um, <clears throat> I brought it up. And she said, I didn't know we were talking about that. I said, well, your handler didn't say, what well, could stay away from us. I'm sorry, we don't have to. And she goes, no, I'll talk about it. She goes, you know, and she, I don't remember what she said, but she did talk about it because she was the one I got blamed because I think all, all August Same says, I, I don't want to have sex with men that have, that have been in gay porn. Because she's worried about AIDS and all of that. Uh, yeah, I thought it might have been unprotected. Unprotected. Yeah, and everybody, yeah. everybody turned it around uh, that she was a homophobe. And she kind of laughed it off, but obviously it bothered her where she just went out to her parents' house in a boat and shot herself. Uh, but Jessica Drake, I think, was one of the ones that called her out and said some things about her. Now, there were other people that said, why don't you go kill yourself? Nobody likes you. Um, that wasn't what Jessica Drake said. Though. No. No, Jessica Drake didn't say it. There were other people. And I actually had those people that I, after it happened, and I posted those people that said that and said, how do you people feel now if you think your words don't mean anything? Um, there are quite a few of those. Oh, brutal. So, yeah, it was basically social, social, media, social media sucks, man. I am getting a bunch of texts saying that uh, Jesse Jane's boyfriend's from St. Louis. Mm. That's true. Away. You know that? Uh, I mean, I, I saw those texts and I looked it up, and it it seems to be to check out. Yeah, I have uh, sixty five mutual friends with him on Facebook. Oh, I man. am not a Facebook friend, but I have sixty five mutual friends with him on Facebook. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. Wow. Perth. A bunch of people I'm close with too, not just like where I you know accept the friend request. The bunch of people I know. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Damn. So it's a hundred percent. So it's drug-related, then. That's a, a that's, fact. That's the report from okay. TMZ. I would not okay. state it as fact, but weird, uh, yeah. th- they were found together. Okay. That's why I thought it was a little odd, but it makes sense if it's the same dose 
was tainted or yeah that's that I mean yeah that, that, exactly but I mean at that at that that text by Alex at the bank is so accurate it's too dangerous you know? to do drugs anymore man you can, you can't you can't trust that anybody. fentanyl God almighty yeah. All right, I guess I'm sure it's 9.53. i got to get to yeah. the designer yeah. heating and cooling email of the day. Jackson and i got to go down the hallway and deal with the situation. Jackson, these are in the filtered, and they're good? Yep. Pretty simple stuff. Don't dip your pen in company ink. Don't fish off the company pier. Don't get your honey where you make your money. So why in the heck was I having oral sex with our new secretary this morning? Well, it's no secret that I love it when they wear those shiny high heel boots. And today, they were black. And I'll admit something. The thought of getting caught made it even more exciting. But everybody mistook the gurgling sounds as the coffee maker. Anyway, his name's Jasper. Sincerely, Jackson Hole. And I ain't talking about Wyoming. It's from Jackson, and then the last name is Hole. Jackson Hole. Um, yeah. I kind of missed Doug, but you guys are fine. But there is only so much we can take. Is there any chance one of you guys can download a hologram, Doug, or something? And maybe get your computer tech guy to maybe jerry-rig an animatronic Doug when he's not there. It's in the calcified ear, still moist from Adam's song last night. What's Adam's song last night? Adam's song. I don't know what that would mean. I don't know. Okay. Oh, uh, Adam and, uh, posted something on the fan page and on his page, and I think it was singing in his living room. That's yeah. the context. All right, fair enough. Uh, and finally, today's show should be nominated for Worst Show of the Year. Isn't that the second Worst Show of the Year nomination here within the last week or two? Yeah, boy, racking them up. something good. Uh, what started as a nice recap of a hockey game nobody watched pivoted into Iggy hijacking about his daily wake-up routine of checking Facebook Messenger for any new attractive ladies who are definitely not bots before he pivots to Bingo Blitz to earn more gems for Golf Rival. He could have just said he wakes up and rubs one out to ladyboy porn and it would have somehow been less pathetic. The show rebounded briefly with a discussion about the origins of Email of the Day, Ask Tony and Prod Joe's archive CDs, which Iggy immediately had to redirect to the time he interviewed Leanne Tweeden while looking at her naked in Playboy 12 years ago, which, for some reason, I do have. Oh, good. Mr. Licks is calling in to debate Iggy about the Rooney rule and where Adrian Dumont de Chassar went, uh, finished in last year's Cornberry rankings. Then you workshopped a golf match between Iggy and Licks that will never happen. <laughs> Agreed with that one. Let's go to Not Fun with Audio with Dan Orlowski doing a bit that's some combination of Mike Francesa and Iggy, but not funny. Hugh Hefner's bitter ex-wife is trashing his ability as a lover. The stoner who graduated from college despite not knowing John Adams and John Quincy Adams are father and son is <laughs> trashing True. a texter's alma mater. And then you introduced Iggy to the wonderful world of air fryers, but nobody can help him figure out why he's double-paying for Amazon Prime. <laughs> and now the breaking news from friend of the show, Jesse Jane, passed away. I'll never forget the time Biff paid three grand for a private suite just to read his poems to her without any physical contact. Rest in peace, Jesse. That's from Buck Swope. Good. And that's what we have for the designer heating and cooling. Hey, what you got, uh, Jackson? I'm going to go with Buck Swope. Uh, hey. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> creepy at the end. There's only three. All he, all he did was recap the show, which he does every day, but the other two <laughs> suck, so I guess Swope. Congratulations. By to Buck Swope, you have taken the lead in the designer heating and cooling email of the day. Uh, and only, what, a week's worth of shows left? Friday is one. Three shows. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four shows left. Weird. Uh, you are in the Hamptons next Thursday and Friday? Yep, yep. Uh, I'm in the Hamptons for like nine days in two weeks. KG, get ready. That is very rare 
for uh, for a non-Christmas Hamptons trip where I'm not doing the show from a remote location, warm climate. We'll send you gone. some screenshots of the text line. I'm just gone. Do. I'm wondering if I could just like totally not have my phone. Mm. I just make Madison carry phone. hers. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, two weeks from today, I'm gone for a while. Uh, Doug's back on Monday. Jackson's in the Hamptons next week. There it is. Uh, cage, a lot of KG and O-Town is what yep. that means. Time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to go deal with a live situation down the hallway. Now, the Blues have won three in a row. You'd think they're happy. No, they will not be. And the Thursday thoroughfare won't help, is no. be my guess. Uh, then Jackson and I will do QFTA. You can send in your questions, comments, erotic stories, hate mail, Stag stories, stag theories, Tima Kern at InsideSTL.com. That comes your way probably at around 1130 on YouTube.com slash TMASTL. You can listen to it anytime on the Tim Kernan Show. For our KGNO Town, for Jackson, sitting in for the vacationing Douglas Elvin Vaughn, for the Plowhawk, for Kenneth Iggy Stroud, for my brother Kevin. I'm Tim Kernan. This has been The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.